This show is going to teach you how to build a house with your bare hands. Well, no, not that either. This show is about finding something to live for. And when you've found it, to pursue it with all of your might. Something like this. Yes, exactly like that. I want you to pursue that which you are living for with that kind of exuberance and effervescence, with vitality, with life. I want to live for something that has meaning, that, that lasts forever. And I believe relationships are a good start for that, whether it's our family members, our friends, anchor and even God. And so, this show will simply be me doing that all day long and uh, pursuing that and inviting you to do the same. So I'm not really looking forward to today. It seems like the forecast has been a bunch of things I'm not looking forward to. One of those is first day of school for my son in kindergarten. The second thing is a meeting with a guy, which I don't know what he wants from me. And then the third thing is a meeting with my pastor. And then the fourth thing is a Bible study with someone who doesn't really come across as if he really cares much about that. More on all of that coming up next. So I have a little bit of trauma, and so does my wife, and you do too, actually, of going to school your first day. Whether it was preschool or kindergarten, my son did perfectly fine and uh, during preschool. And today, which I just got back from there, you can see what time it is. It's, it's probably been a couple hours of school now. But he had a mental breakdown. And so there's several techniques, you know, and I have to tell you about the people who did not make this job any easier. Check it out. So I know you just got to leave them, okay? And I know that um, you're monsters and for even thinking that. And because that's my kid. But yet... I understand where you're coming from because it's you can't coddle your children, especially if it's an only child, especially as he's become very independent in playing by himself. And so a lot of the teachers, especially the principal, I am absolutely positive he works for the Prince of Darkness because every time I was making some leeway, he would show up, he would appear. I don't know if he came from the ceiling. I don't know. But he came and he's like, you got to go. Yep, you got to go. You're going to have to go in there. You haven't even tried it yet. Like, you can't reason with a child who's in brainstem. It's not going to work. You've got to get him to where he's in frontal lobe again and then have a conversation with him and then move on. Now, here's my strategy. You tell me what you think. My strategy was this. It's not that I was going to take him home and let him go play and, and pretend this little nightmare didn't happen. No, this time period is designated to school. 
So, you have a choice, son. You can go to school and play with your friends and have fun, or we will sit here at some location and occupy that school space with things that are either related to school or just waiting until school feelings come. Um, there's several other feelings and thoughts that go with that. But um, pretty much the main idea is that he wouldn't be getting back to what his regularly scheduled programming. It would be things that, whether it's waiting there on the campus or talking it out or thinking through it. And so that's what I was planning on doing. But every time I'd make headway, that guy would show up. So this is what I did. So on a more positive note there, uh, the teacher, I cannot pronounce her name, but she is amazing. She is caffeinated, it seems, but like a natural caffeine. You know, like those people who are naturally caffeinated. They just have this energy about them. And she's enthusiastic. She's happy about her job. And it's just, I'm just happy Moses will be um, having a teacher like that. And I even made a sign uh, like I did for his preschool, first day of preschool. Check out the link below. Um, I attached a picture of the sign I made. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of crafty like that. Needless to say, the story has a happy ending because it was after he calmed down and we talked to him and he started to remember last year. We took him in and it's like he sat at his table. and It was almost like a a different person. He was completely okay. He got his crayons. He started coloring his name or writing his name and then coloring the picture of a pencil. And everything's good. I, I left not too long ago and uh, getting on with this day that I somewhat dread. So I, maybe I can't really show you or even describe. I mean, I, I guess I'll try to catch a salmon with your bare hands. But before I do, I want to tell you of a segment I was listening to by Food Eat Cook, where she describes how to actually cook salmon properly. Because sometimes when I go eat out, they either overdo it or underdo it. And I feel like it's a delicate art. So... Listen to what she says and maybe give it a try. If you have a chance to check her out on Anchor, Food Eat Cook, and I'm probably going to make a request to her station. I like the idea that she is not only into cooking, but she's into exploring. So she says, okay, well, I hate when my salmon is, is dry. She does some research and describes it very well, um, very thoughtfully. And, and what I'm hoping to, to have is maybe a time when she gets ready to do it so we can hear those that ambiance, you know, to hear the sounds of the opening oven and the fish. I don't know what sound fish makes. But, you know, those sounds, those kitchen sounds, I don't know, there's just something about that ambiance. But check her out. She seems very interesting. There's not very many food-related um, stations out there, so I'm hoping to hear more from her especially. Um, so, yeah. <laughs>
Today's prayer minute is brought to you by your anchor family. Why don't we take this next segment and pray for someone within our anchor family friend list. Maybe someone you favorited. Maybe someone you unfavorited. Hmm. Or maybe someone that uh, you don't even know. excited about an upcoming episode on popcorn finance where the other day they were talking about different areas of your finances that you can automate one of the things that really caught my attention and I gave a call in about was the ability to have more than one bank account have money designated automatically into those accounts for different things whether it's holiday money or or I don't know certain bills or expenses you know have got to be paid for. And so head over to his station and check that conversation out. I'll try to post what he talks about in response to my call in on this station. So stay tuned. And by the way, I am somewhat of a genius because I found out why it's called popcorn finance. And I was thinking popcorn is delicious. Yes. But also that popcorn pops. Yes, it pops. And it's also very fast. So if it pops and it's fast, it's pretty awesome. And that is exactly what his segments are like. You can listen on the go. That's actually how I learned about this station. I was sitting in my uh, parking lot, getting ready to get out of the car, where there was across the street a water main busted, and I was watching the, the construction crew repair it And while well, our home didn't have any water. But... This station came up. It was quick. It was to the point. I called in and boom. So uh, stay tuned. So about the guy who I don't know what he wants from me. I find that friendships are difficult, especially with guys. Um, you know, you want that bro time. And, it, you know, it's nice when you find a group of, of people that you can identify with you can feel fully comfortable with. And then there are other friends who are more just like acquaintance. They're friends within a certain aspect, maybe at work, like a work relationship, and that's really about it. Or maybe like at church, which it shouldn't be like that, but sometimes people put themselves in that category. And and for me, I I'm okay with being friends with anyone, anywhere, at any time. But something that disturbs me a little bit about this friendship uh, 
is later on finding out he couldn't resist telling me that, you know, he's madly in love with me. And so um, now it, there seems to be a pretense. And, you know, those kind of things don't scare me away. Um, you know, your preference in in gender is is your thing. But just like anybody else, though, you would still have to exude some kind of control, just like with me. Like, I love women. I mean, I just do. But I have to. I have to exude. I have to practice, you know, control. I'm a married man. I have a child, things like that. And so he's really good about controlling himself. But I just feel like he just wants to eat me. That's it. I mean, he doesn't look at me funny, but... So I, I just, I guess in the back of my head, this just isn't really bro time. This is like go time for him. And so I, it's a little disappointing for me because, you know, living here in Nebraska City, there's not really any bro time. I, I'm i going to admit, I, I was listening to a, a segment. Whose segment was it? I think it was Chronic Dad. And he was going to go out... Um, with a, I think a pastor friend, he was a buddy, and they went out to I think to a fire pit and had some some drinks and they relaxed and and they just ha- it was something it sounded like something he was looking forward to. It sounded like something they had a mutual understanding of. You know, it's just you know, I was a little bit I was just like man, you know, it would be nice, it would be nice, but it just seems like here. There's a lot of agenda, I guess, with people. There are people who are who are friends with me here because of either something they can have. <laughs> I want go there, and then also, um, or just you know, like this Bible study I, I have to do tonight, which I'll talk about in um, this next segment. But yeah, friendships are awesome. Bro time is cool. I'm hoping one day that I can experience that in its true organic sense. Um, So, yeah. Coming from my favorite introspective in the world, Victoria Bacon weighs in a little bit on that first day of kindergarten. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, I'm sorry to hear your little guy had a rough first day. That's so frustrating. It's like it's already emotional enough. And then you got other people trying to be helpful and they're just not. (laughs) Oh, that's such a difficult, difficult situation to handle well. I remember my first day of kindergarten. I was so stoked. I was so excited. I wanted to do everything myself. I was really pumped. And then I went to walk through the doors without my mom because I didn't want her to go in with me. And I got super intimidated all of a sudden and stopped. And then I saw a friend of mine that I knew inside and went right inside and everything was fine. But <laughs> those first days, man, they're so little. It's it's tough. It's hard. So I'm glad it all resolved in the end. I'm glad he's, I'm sure he's going to love it. I'm sure he's going to love everything about it. Yep. Life sucks and then you die. And if God was such a loving God, why would he allow all the suffering the sorrow, the sadness. Well, let me tell you, friend, you have nothing to lose at this point, really. Why don't you give Jesus a try for yourself? Not going by what somebody else told you, your friends, your mom, your dad, your coworkers, your circumstance. 
Try it out for yourself. Talk to him directly. Ask him. Ask him to come in. See what happens. I dare you. I dare you. Hey, if you're a Mormon, that's cool. I just ran into a couple of your people outside, actually. I was uh, outside uh, talking to, I think, the landlord about a leak that I was having from my um, bathroom upstairs down into my kitchen, which is not a good mixture. TBH. Um, they were very friendly. Um, I had some understanding of how they worked because we used to have some other Mormon sisters come over. They knew my position and what I believed in, but, you know, I'm not the argumentative type. I'm always trying to find a common ground. I explained to these new sisters that, well, I'll share that in the next segment. So I invited them to sit outside with me because they're not able to come in when there isn't a female present. We went outside, pulled up some chairs, sat and began to talk. I explained to them that I knew of who they were because of some previous sisters, missionary sisters that had come through in my area. I explained to them that I do the same kind of work that they do and understand the hardship that can come with it, going door to door, the rejection factor. I explained to them that you know, it's the Holy Spirit that is to do this work and that we are not to be Holy Spirit Junior. What I meant by that is that sometimes when we plant seeds, um, we may only just plant it and never do anything else with it because God is going to send someone else to perhaps water it or um, to reap at some time. I also explained that that sometimes when we do this kind of work, it's easy to fall into the trap of these people are not giving me the desired response that I'd like, so I'm going to dismiss them. Um, I know there comes a time when, you know, interaction must cease. I explained to them the fact that at one point, you know, my wife and I were busy and we weren't able to meet with them and that they stopped visiting us. I explained to her that, um, that one big important key thing is relationship, relationship with Christ, relationship with others. And I said, um, they told me, they proceeded to tell me about what an, an, a testimony was, which I know what they were getting to, the testimony of Joseph Smith. And so this is what I said. They proceeded to tell me that the testimony is of some kind of like a prophecy and the prophecy coming from some experience that happens. I think with the Holy Spirit. It was from their book, which was cool. And I told them, I said, as far as I know, is when it comes to a, um, a witness, I think is what they were talking about, testimony and a witness. When it comes to a witness, I said, these, these are the things that I've learned to be true. Things that testify of who God is, is archaeology, one that we shouldn't really, I mean, it's true. I mean, you can't deny it. You find a piece of the ark. I mean, that's definitely a testimony that, you know, these things did take place. There's also prophecy, which is huge, um, because these things all line up perfectly. And uh, prophecy definitely proves that God says who he is. There's personal testimony, which is a lot of the time experiential. Um, and then there is um, one other that I mentioned um, to them after they were done talking. They were talking to me about, I think they were trying to say that, um, you know, the way that they know that Mormonism is true is 
because of they've been you know they had an experience so that's their testimony and i know that that's something very strong in their belief that you have some kind of an experience that lets you know that mormonism is true i said let me tell you another one as far as testimony i said another testimony is that i'm a selfish human being and there's nothing good about me and that i don't think about others but when i ask christ to live in my heart by the power of the holy spirit and I have feelings of compassion, which I was thinking about my, my brother, Travis Moffat, when he was talking to that guy. You'll have to listen to his segment. Oh, man, I hope he archived that. Um, but, you know, the Holy Spirit working through us by the power, or, or Jesus working through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and how I am I'm not capable on my own accord to, to do good things um, that come from a good place. Usually it's it's packed with something, you know. I'm not saying this for everybody, but I know for me, definitely. And um, so uh, I said, one of the things that testify to me that God is alive and well today is as I invite him in every morning and spend time with him, he's changing me. He's not only changing me, but he compels me. He compels me and he um, he teaches me and, and I, I am able to become truly his hands and feet. And um, I said, that's one thing that has happened in this journey. You know, sometimes we deal with people. Uh, I explained to her, um, you know, like I was doing maybe a Bible study with someone and they don't give me that desired reaction or response. And I said, where the Holy Spirit asks me to keep going a little longer to tarry, to be patient. Um, these things are not of my own accord. These are, this is the Holy Spirit working on me and and then they we were talking about I kept saying that and I know I say that a lot even with you guys you know Jesus living in our hearts I said and they were telling me they don't really believe in that because Jesus has a flesh body and I said well I mean I don't mean that if you peel back your skin you're gonna see Jesus flesh under there I said I know that when we see Jesus again he's gonna have those same holes in his hands I said but the way that he's able to exist in each of our hearts is by the power of the Holy Spirit and um, I don't think they bought that one. But I told him, I said, I don't want to get caught up on syntax. The reason why I say that he lives in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit is because it's his power that's working in us to to accomplish his work, to 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 um, to heal us, to, to teach us, to grow us, to love one another. And so... Um, and it's very easy to love our own, you know. And anyways... So it was a good conversation. It was a positive conversation. My wife came home for a 30-minute lunch. She didn't want to come home, but, you know, that's just because anybody who comes to your door, sometimes you just don't want to come back home. So um, they'll probably be back asking for prayer on that. Not that I can change them or convert them, because I know even myself I don't have it all together, but really just to get onto a relationship with Christ, because that's what changed my walk out here. I do. I did exactly, or I do, or coming to the end of doing, not really, at least a paid position, let's say that, um, of going out into the community. Now, it's the only thing I want to do. I want to go out, be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I want them to know about relationship rather than obligation. Because I know that they have to be on these missions. I know a lot of them want to do it. But it's it's sometimes hard. The line gets gray. So what would you have done? What would you have said? Um, curious to know. A lot of what I shared with you was very how do I say, loosely put together, 
if there was something missing, please feel free to fill it in. And what would you say? And uh, if you're a Mormon, great, that's good. Uh, what do you think too? You know, um, it's a it's a very interesting dynamic we have out here in these streets with all of what we're trying to do, and who are we really working for? So, interested to hear what you got to say. So, how to build a house from scratch? Um, you're gonna need some wood, some nails, a hammer, uh, maybe a saw. On um, oh man. That's really all I got on that. But there's in this next segment, there is a lady I was listening to. She was talking about buying a house. Maybe you could just buy a house instead of building it with your bare hands. And um, she talks about rather than buying a house, an alternative to doing that. Rather than doing that, she says it's a waste of money, especially if you're 40. She says, or 40 or above. She says, instead of that, try this. And uh, actually sounds like a good idea. So... Let me know what you think.